Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. Well, you're probably home right now, right? <laughs> it's me, your pal Junkman, back to annoy your asses with another exciting episode of Junkman Radio. That's right. As always, at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Just don't tell anybody right now because we're supposed to be under lockdown. It's very clean here. I'm wearing a hazmat suit and everything else. Basically a body condom. <laughs> Just to make sure I don't catch the dreaded coronavirus. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing okay. Hope you're enjoying your lockdown. But by the time you hear this, you might even be free. Like we all might be. You never know. That's the beauty of having something that's uh, recorded and hanging out here on uh, the Doll Hut Studios website or any other place that you might be hearing it, maybe SoundCloud or, you know, whatever. So, again, welcome to the program. I am glad to be here. Uh, as always, ready to rock with the finest rock and roll and even stuff that you might not even know is aware that you're aware of that could be released, both uh, past and future. And today I have a lot of both. Not only that, but I have a very special guest calling into the show tonight with a, a, uh, a great record that we're going to be talking about in detail. So be prepared for that. I hope everybody, again, is uh, ready and safe and sanitized and just ready to rock. Now, I like rock and roll. I love rock and roll, as Joan Jett once said. And whenever there's something new from the Rolling Stones, it's always an event, right? I was very fortunate last year to go see them a couple of times live, even though they had health issues that had postponed. I went to two different cities and saw them, and they kicked my ass both nights. And they're in their 70s, so not many people can pull that off. The Rolling Stones can do that. Well, they apparently were recording new music in Los Angeles recently and kind of rushed this one out, I think because the lyrics are so timely. So this is brand new from the Rolling Stones to start out the show. It's called Living in a Ghost Town. Yes, absolutely. We all are right now. But, uh, hey, we'll make your day that much better with brand new Rolling Stones to start the show. It's Junk Band Radio. Groove on some new stones. Living in a ghost 
we're moving in, we're moving out If we step back now And this dance with a shout So let's shout
That, my friends, is a band that used to rock around Southern California quite a bit. That's Jack Mack and the Heart Attack doing the Cardiac Party. Name of that title track from their uh, first record. I do believe they only had one, maybe two records. But uh, that's a band that used to play a lot around the clubs in the 80s when I uh, was fresh off the boat here in Southern California. And I'm telling you, man, full horn band, just rocking out. Max Carl, the vocalist of that band, who now is uh, fronting Grand Funk Railroad. Played with 38 Special for a little while. Just uh, just a cool band. They were they were rocking, man. They were everywhere. They would play on any stage in, or- in Orange County, where I live, or a lot of other places. But, uh, yeah, they were around for quite a bit. Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, man. Just started swinging on that set, you know? Started things out with the Rolling Stones. They're brand new one living in a ghost town, and decided, you know what, let's just up the tempo a bit, as I can do anytime I want. It's Junk Band Radio. It's my show. I mean, Junk Band. So uh, we got into, if you want a rock and roll, that's John Hammond Jr. Was kind of stirring the pot a little bit there, you know. Went into some bluesy Bob Dylan, a classic from him, and Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat. Song that I always would love to be able to play in a band. Sometime and play that song. Just kind of rock it up a little bit. Luther Guitar Jr. Murphy. And uh, the Magic Rockers. <laughs> that one's called A Pretty Girl, A Cadillac, and Some Money. Three good things right there. Get you guys swinging. Uh, rolled into some Colin James and the Little Big Band. And uh, their version of the... Old Jackie Wilson song, Let's Shout, Baby Workout. Smoking hot version of that. Colin James had uh, three records with the little big band, and they were all about that, man. They were just rock and blues and soul songs. And uh, if you get a chance to get any of those records, go grab them, man. Colin, a killer, killer bluesy guitar player from Canada. And a nice guy, too. I got to meet him once. Hang out for a little while. Good dude. Uh, room full of blues. Killer band from, I believe, Providence, Rhode Island area. And they put, came out with a ton of records. They've been around a long time. And their version of the old uh, rock and roll hit, Farmer John. I'm in love with your daughter, the one with the champagne eyes. Mm, darling. And that uh, finished up that set again with Jack Mack and the Heart Attack doing Cardiac Party. All right, I'm Junk Man. Hope you're having a good time. 
going all different directions today. We've got a special guest calling in today. That's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about a brand new record. And uh, here's another brand new one. And again, this is, uh, I don't normally do theme sets, but I thought I might try one out, you know? Uh, obviously, with the whole quarantine, the COVID 19 quarantine, everybody in lockdown. There's something new from Jeff Beck. Yeah, Jeff Beck. He has teamed up with, of all people, Johnny Depp and uh, some other great musicians, and they've decided to <clears throat> do a version of John Lennon's Isolation, which is very fitting. So let's uh, play some songs about isolation, shall we? All right. Not necessarily with that particular title, but this one here. Just, you know what I'm talking about. Being alone, you know. But I, I really think you'll like this one. I, I love it. Of all people, Johnny Depp you know, and Jeff Beck. <laughs> Quite the collaboration that came out of nowhere. But uh, Jeff's all about it, apparently. And here we go. Isolation. It's Junk Band Radio. So afraid Isolation We were afraid to be alone Everybody got to have a home Isolation Just a boy and a little girl Trying to change the
People say we got it made Don't they know we're so afraid
something big, something not hip at all.
Junkman Radio. Staying home and being safe, my friends. That's what it's all about. little theme set right there about uh, the whole coronavirus quarantine situation. And a whole bunch of songs about just doing just that. Hanging out. That was Jellyfish and I Want to Stay Home. We might not even want to, but, you know, hey. Just a classic from Jellyfish and uh, the Belly Button record. Started the set out with New from Jeff Beck and Johnny Depp. It's a great song, huh? Their version of John Lennon's Isolation. Just so well done, man. Came out of the blue. Who would have known that an actor and Jeff Beck were going to hook up, you know? he's uh, He's been making around to that Johnny Depp. Sounded very Bowie-esque on there, isn't he? Sounds real good. Hot, Hot Heat. That's a band that... Uh, I don't know. That particular song, I've played it here on the show before, and I've always loved it. I saw them once live, and they were a lot of fun. But the song was called Middle of Nowhere. Thought that might be fitting, that song title, to get into that theme set. The Foo Fighters with I'll Stick Around. I played Chris Isaac and Going Nowhere. 
a great band out of Southern California that I'm just, I am all about these guys. And the name of the band is Venice. And uh, they're probably the best vocal harmony band I've ever heard in my life. You know, a rock band. Great songs, great albums. they got about 20-something albums out. If you ever get a chance to go see them, Venice. And the song was called Me and You, or You and Me Doing Nothing. <laughs> I've been that guy, you know, hanging out, just me and my girl, just chilling out and enjoying. And uh, I've been doing a lot of that lately, obviously. And then, uh, again, uh, finish things up with Jellyfish. And I want to stay home. All right. Hey, it's Junkman. And on the line, I have a good friend and a very, very busy lady. You know her as the singer from The Runaways. You may know her as a chainsaw artist or an actress or all the other things that she does. I have the lovely Cherie Curry on the phone. Hi, darling. How are you? Hey, Junkman. Good to talk to you. As always. It seems like we just did this, didn't we? Simply because, uh, you know, we, we promoted your latest other release. Now we've got a record that you and I have been talking about for a long time. It's a we've brand- been talking about this for 10 years, Junkman. Yeah, 10 freaking years. And it's it's finally out for the public to enjoy. It's called Boulevards of Splendor. And uh, it's an awesome record. I, I think every single track on this on this record is a winner. In one way or another, they've all got some great stories. And I know I really want to jump right into this from you. Um, why did this record take 10 years to, to be released? What's, what's up with this? You know what? Um, I, I wish I could answer that uh, truthfully and truly. I, I, I don't really know it. It, it took a little longer to complete than we had expected. And then Kenny with Matt Sorum, who just did a spectacular oh, job. Oh, absolutely. And then Kenny Laguna and I went in with uh, Tom Panunzio to do some bonus tracks. And then, you know what? It was like uh, Blackheart got super busy with other stuff. And I guess the record just kind of got shelved. Yeah. And then uh, when we were talking about releasing it a few years later, then I had an accident in 2016. And after that, Kim got Kim Fowley got very sick and was dying. And he asked me to I wanted to do a record. And I jumped at the chance to do that with him and my son. And then and then Bree Darling came into my life and we made a record together right when they were thinking they wanted to put this record out. So. Now, all of a sudden, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and here it is on the 28th. It, it, seems, it, seems, almost, it seems almost fitting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, the epic, it's like the, the epic, you know? It's happened. Finally, it's here. After all this crap that's gone down, it's here at last. You know, it's, you, you feel like it's, there's going to be a, a guy that does a movie trailer that's going to introduce it, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But it's out and it's available and it's called Boulevards of Splendor. As you mentioned, uh, Matt Sorum kind of did the production work on 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 this and brought a lot of people involved in this. We've got some very special people. We've got Matt at, uh, and we've got uh, Slash and Duff. we got Billy Corgan is on the record. Your son, Jake, our good friend, Lanny Cordola, um, plenty of people. That are that are involved in this record, and I just I love what you've done with it. It's just uh, again just a real joy to listen to, and hearing your voice sing and rock, like it's just like you've really 
knocked it out of the park with this one, Cherie, I got to say. Oh, thank you, Junkman. You know, you're just terrific. You've been around my life for a very long time, and it's nice to hear you say that. I love rock and roll. Yep. You know I do. That you do. And with this one, I'm telling you, from the start, um, let's just jump right into it. I mean, first off, the first track, Mr. X. Um, I know you've got you've got Duff and and Slash from Guns N' Roses, as well as Matt on this particular cut. Uh, is this the lead track that you would say from this particular record? Would this be since it is the first track of the record? Is this the one that you that you guys are leading off for press wise? Because I could play any of these songs and be happy with it, but uh, this one right here just jump right out of the right off the platter, so to speak. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect song to start this record. And and uh, Matt brought this song to the table that um, had been recorded uh, uh, a little, just more of a demo recording that Flash and Duff had done with Matt. And, uh, and he happened to ask the guys first before he brought it to me if they would be okay with me singing that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, a really cool thing is, is that... Um, I think Rolling Stone did something with Slash not long ago as far as his collaborations were concerned. And he used me as one of his top 10 collaborations in his career. I guess me singing this song. But Matt brought this song to the table. And, of course, I loved it right out the gate. I mean, what's there not to love about it? Now, was this something that he initially wanted to bring to uh, the version of Guns N' Roses? I don't even remember whether he was playing with them at 10 years ago or Velvet Revolver or whatever. Was it something that he had brought to the table for that initially, or was it just something specifically that he wanted to do for this record? I don't really have the full backstory of the song, except Mm -hmm. that it was something that they had written and that he just thought would be great for this record. And, you know, I have to tip my hat to Matt Sorum. I mean, the guy, he was truly the catalyst for this record. He was the one that had the vision. He was the one that had the true belief in me when I really didn't see myself making an album, and he sure did. So, you know, a lot of his song picks just are amazing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, he got involved in this in the first place when you did a show down here in Orange County where I live, right? And he happened to be one of the guys in the band, or did he get involved with this beforehand? Oh, my God. You know, it was such a fluke that uh, I had the opportunity to have this man play with me. I, uh, I had gotten a call from him during the time I was doing PR for the Runaways film to sing on his now wife's record. And I was so busy uh, doing PR with Ken Phillips, and I didn't get back to Matt uh, in time. And when I did finally get back to him, uh, he told me that, of course, I'd kind of missed the boat as far as singing on his wife's record. Uh, but I told him that I had just been asked to open for Joan at the Uni- at the Pacific Amphitheater in Orange County, and I didn't have a band, and I didn't have much time. And I asked if he knew of a, uh, you know, some musicians that might be able to to help me out. And he said, "I'll drum for you." <laughs> and I, I almost fell. I, you know what? Yeah. I did fall over. <laughs> I fell over. <laughs> I couldn't believe that he said that he would drum for me. And I said, well, I don't, he goes, I'll put a band together for you too. And let me tell you, that guy brought me Nick Mayberry, who you've met. Yep. Grant Fitzpatrick from the, from the cult. And of course I brought Jake on board Yep. and we worked our, we brought, yeah, my son, Jake, and we worked our butts off it, we, under Matt's 
very watchful eye. And let me tell you, that guy's tough. I mean, he is a hardcore musician and you just, you just, you, you better be in time. You better be with it or he's, you're going to hear it from Matt. Yep. But you know what? He put together just a great show. And, um, and he, and then as soon as we got off stage, it was such an excellent performance. I, I, I'm not sure if you were there. I think you were. I was you not. No, that was the one of the few that I've missed that you've played the last few, last number oh, of years. Shucks. I know, yeah. I, but I've seen it on video. I've seen stuff on video, and yeah, you are right. You were definitely on that evening. It was awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. And the first thing Matt said to me when we walked off the stage is, he said, "We got to make a record," and I just kind of laugh that off a little bit i mean it's like yeah right <laughs> yeah but within a week i was in his studio and we were cutting roxy roller wow and and then uh and we also that evening a record company had had approached that and um and we decided to go with blackheart of course kenny laguna was managing me at the time and he really wanted to make the record so um that's how it all started wow it's quite a story. And you've got a lot. You've, I mean, there's so many stories of different facets of your life that's fascinating to me as a longtime fan and longtime friend. It's it's awesome just to hear just the, the background and all this stuff. That's why I was very so excited to be able to have you back on the show again. again. And, uh, man, I'm well, telling I'm, you. I'm a big fan of yours, and you know that from way, 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 way back. So it's so neat to talk to my dear darling friend, the junk man. Uh uh, so nice. Well, let's jump into it. Let's let let's give the the public a, a little taste of Mr. X. Again, this is from the uh, I should say brand new release from Cherie Curry. It's from the album Boulevards of Splendor. It is on Blackheart Records, correct? That's right. And uh, this is the first track. It's called Mr. X. And we will be back with Cherie in just a moment. So here you go.
we're back. There you go. Mr. X kicking ass. Love it, Sheree. <laughs> Great. It gets you so fired up. You know, it's just, it, as you said, it's the first, it's the, it's the perfect track for this record to open it up with. Now there's a lot of stuff going on in here. Not only do you got some great, um, um, original songs in this thing written by a variety of different people. You got some killer covers on this thing and a tribute at the end, which blew my mind. Um, qu- uh, your version, a new version of Queens of Noise uh, going out to Sandy West, our our good friend, the late Sandy West, drummer for the Runaways. And it's, uh, wow. I mean, putting a, a Brody doll on it and a few others, it's just, uh, it's it's something else. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Well, you know, um, Matt and I discussed picking a Runaway song for the fans, for the Runaways fans. It's always about the fans. Mm-hmm. Right, Junkman? Absolutely. And, uh, Me being one. And, <laughs> and anyway, you know, Matt was so kind when it came to, you know, first of all, like when I talk about Matt being just a fantastic musician, I mean, he just looks up to Sandy West. I mean, he just thinks... As we all know, she was the best female drummer I know in in my time. Yep, she was badass. Badass. And so we decided to do Queens of Noise, and Matt just has the greatest friends. And Brody, was who has a very Joan Jett-esque kind of voice, mm-hmm. brought her on to do a duet with me. And um, and then, of course, the Veronicas, who, who are just, you know, that voices of angels, and they... They're from Australia and such great girls to work with. And then he brought in uh, Juliette Lewis. Who is awesome. Juliette Lewis, to me, when she's on stage, she is like Iggy Pop. You know what I'm saying? She's got that energy and that rock and roll grit, and it was perfect. It it adds perfectly to this this particular record, and I, I love it. I love it. So, Well, it was really a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to record and... And I, there's a little video out of it making mm-hmm. that 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 song, and uh, and a lot of it was, I mean, in real time when we were recording those vocals, and it was really fun. And Matt made it fun, you know, and also just a kick-ass track as well. Yep, and it's awesome. Again, it's it's like if you took the Runaways and 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 updated it for 2010, and now obviously for 2020, and you just it, it just it, it it got a good kick in the ass for this particular song. And I, I love it. It's the last track on the record, and it's it's just the perfect way to end a record. So I think, again, with the song selections and the order that they're in, I think you, you without a doubt, you nailed it. So my uh, my hat's off to you, even if I'm not wearing a hat right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And there's so much water that's been under the bridge in between. I mean, like you said, you fell and you hurt yourself and you had to had to go out of action for a while. You know, for a lot of people that, don't, that aren't familiar, Cherie is a chainsaw artist. She carves huge chunks of wood into art with a chainsaw and does amazing work. And you had a fall off of one of your scaffolds and you were out of action for a while. So um, to be coming back as you did last year with your record that you did with Bree Darling and the gap between this and that, it's it's almost like a seamless gap in terms of the music, but all the stuff that's gone on in life has been so just unbelievable, you know? So Well, you know, I was really lucky, too, that uh, right at the end of Kim Fowley's life, 
that as that well. He reached out to me. Yeah. And I actually moved him into my house. I, you and I have talked about this yep. before and I took care of him towards the end of his life. He did not live to see the record that he produced with my son, um, Reverie. Uh, he died about just a handful of days before we released that record. But, you know, when you say seamlessly, it does feel that way, you know, in, mm -hmm. a, in a weird kind of odd way it does. Because every time I've wanted to get out of this business, something has roped me back in. And I was actually, I had my house up for sale. Yeah, I remember. Um, it's like that line of The yeah. Godfather. Just when I get out, they pull me back in again. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's awesome. And it is so true. Absolutely. Because I was in escrow. Yeah, I was in escrow for some land up north, and I was hightailing it to build a couple cabins and be a nice chainsaw carver and enjoy my life. And, and Bree, you know, her talent and her husband's talent brought me back, and and I made a record with her. And then, you know, to my utter surprise, um, here we are with a Blackheart releasing Boulevards of Splendor. And and honest to God, junk man, if this is the very last record I ever make, I can be happy with that because this is the record that I always wanted to make when yeah. I left the runaways. Yeah. I, I, instead, I made the record with my twin sister, Marie, you know, messing with the boys. And that wasn't really the record I wanted to make. Right. Um, but it was what was meant to be. And every time I, I think, gosh, if I would have gone this way or that way, all I have to do is look at my son and know that what I did was the right thing. Yep. No matter what. Your, your um, very so talented son, Jake Hayes, he's just an amazing guy. He's, he's got everything. He's like you. Everything he does, he does it well. So that, well, uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, he he's got more talent in the tip of his little finger than <laughs> his dad and I have in our entire bodies. Boy, am I grateful that I had him, and I yep. wouldn't have had him had anything been different. Yep. So uh, I'm very grateful for all of it, good and bad. I'm grateful for all of it, junk man. Well, as are we, you know, the listeners, the yeah. listening public, and the and the media, so to speak, and friends and things like that. I love to see all these different avenues that you've traveled and and done so well. But this one right here, again, as you said, if this is the last one, hey, perfect. It's like when the Beatles, you know, the last one they they recorded was Abbey Road, and that was still one of the best, you know. So the same kind of thing. It's just uh, using that as a as a metaphor. Imagine that using you and the uh, Beatles in the same sentence. <laughs> well, it would only come from my dear darling friend, the junk man. Well, let's give uh, Queens of Noise a play. And again, you're going to love this. This is, this is uh, a tribute to the late, great Sandy West drummer of the Runaways, a duet with, with uh, Brody Dahl and Juliette Lewis, the actress. Yes, that Juliette Lewis who sings her ass off and the Veronica's. And it's just a kick-ass song. So let's give this one a spin. Again, it's off of Boulevards of Splendor, the latest release from Sheree Curry. It's called Queens of Noise.
And there you go. Again, I'm fired up. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, Cherie, a couple of questions I got about this. I mean, I mentioned that there's a couple of a couple of cover songs in here and a couple of other different original ones on there. I probably am the only guy that knows about the song What Do All the People Know besides Kenny Laguna. That was a song in the early 80s by a band called the Monroes, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's right. And Bob uh, is he's the one he just reached out to me when he heard that his song was on uh, um, on the record. Wow. And you know what? I loved that song. Yeah. It was a hit. Yeah, it, it was. was. And, I, and you know, it was kind of like one of those songs that hit Fast and Furious. And then it, when Kenny brought it to my attention, it was like, oh, my God. I mean, that's, yeah, I love that song. And it's kind of I was I, I've been conversing with Bob here lately. He got to hear the version that's on the record. He absolutely loves it. And we want to get together and do a little duet, he and I, uh, of this song, whether we do something, some kind of video from uh, our our homes, of course, the way we're doing things right now. But, uh, you know, when you've got such a great song like that, like what do all the people know, it's very hard to screw it up. Yeah. And thank, thank God I didn't. And thank God Kenny didn't. And, uh, you know, Tom Panunzio, because it, it really is. It really is a, a nice rendition of it. Well, very, very timely lyrics on it as well. Um, you've also got this great video and song of the Hollies uh, song, The Air That I Breathe. And I love watching that video to see just the love in your eyes for your son, Jake, that's on there. You could just feel it, you know? When you see yeah. that, you could just see just the bond between the two of you guys on there. And whoever, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was a natural thing, but the cameraman, whoever was, was filming that video, really, really nailed it on there, as did you with the vocals on it. So it's just uh, just a beautiful song. And uh, I know we all love a good, good breathy ballad like that. And you just, uh, you did it justice on that. So I love that. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. One of my favorite Holly songs. Yep. So yep. yeah. You did a great version of dragging the line, which is great. The old, uh, the old Tommy James and the Shondell number, which is great because I love it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to play that song with you one of these days. Cause it's just got this great, you know, uh, kind of cool little drum line that runs everything like that. One of these days you and I are going to get up on stage together. Well, I'd love that. that. And, so. and of course, Kenny, Kenny has an attachment to that, to that song. I believe he is co-writer on that tune. No kidding. Wow. Cause yeah. that one goes back to about 1970, wasn't it? When that was, oh, a hit. I thought, no, before that, I thought, wow, but maybe. you know, I, think i don't know you know I'm, I, I'm getting a little feeble at my in my 60 years i'm not exactly sure sometimes it kind of all just kind of runs together after <laughs> you also got the nick gilder hit roxy roller on it which you alluded to just a little while ago too nick gilder from hot child in the city i remember roxy roller being on a 45 record someplace that i got or an album someplace you know so there's well, a lot know, of this well that was a song i mean when matt was asking me about a remake of a, of, of a song to do for when we opened for Joan, I had already had in my head that I wanted to, to, to do that song live. Wow. And so that was thrown into our show. Uh, of course, everything was last minute before we opened for Joan, but uh, yeah, that was so much fun to do that live on stage. And, and that was the first song we recorded for the album actually. And the vocal on Roxy Roller is a scratch vocal. 
Wow. Uh, I never I never went in and re-recorded that vocal, and I, ha- I did it with Julie Reagans, an amazing singer and, and a very dear friend of mine that's been in my life for a couple of decades. And um, yeah, that was that was the that was a song that made Kenny feel that truly he wanted to invest in an entire album. Well, thank you, Kenny, because that one uh, that one really got got rocked big time. <laughs> she did that again, again, very uh, very big justice to that song. You did uh, you did that very well, my dear. Again. Thank you. Uh, I've also got the title track, which are which was a collaboration with our good friend Lanny Cordola, Saint Lanny, as I like to call him these days. And uh, that's that's another great one that's on this thing. You also got a collaboration with Billy Corgan on the. I'm um, I'm sorry, you had Rock and Roll Oblivion is the one that Lanny did. Uh, right. The title yeah. track was with Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. And now, how did that all? Was that another Matt? Um, all of connection? the guests. All the guests were a Matt connection. Look, I'm just a chainsaw carver from the valley. Okay, <laughs> I don't have these kind of connections. You know, even though people were coming out with the movie and and showing their support, I did not have this vast amount of talented friends that Matt called and had them come in. And the fact that they wanted to was really humbling to me. And so, yes, he reached out to Billy and Billy wanted to write, wanted to come to the studio and meet me. And and he wrote that song for us to do together. And uh, it was he is truly people, you know, I've heard some stories, people that ask about Billy, whether he's, you know, hard to work with, easy to work with. This man was so giving of his time and gracious. In fact, after we had recorded the song, I reached out to him with a song that Jake and I had written. And he was on hiatus in some mountain cabin somewhere where he goes to do his writing. And he took the time to rewrite our song and record it on video for us with a different uh, approach. And I mean, what a giving class act. Yeah, absolutely. Truly. Yes. So all in all, again, this record has just so much great material, great stories behind it. The recording of it is off. Awesome. You know, everything that's about this thing. I want to, I want to hear this live is uh, when all this whole quarantine things uh, is over and everybody's, kind of out and about again. Do you see yourself touring on any of this uh, material? Well, I can certainly say that if it does happen to come around where they want me to tour, I would be honored to because I love this record. I love rock and roll. And uh, I really think that this record deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. From uh, from the first listen to, from the first track to the end of the uh, end of the record, it's just it's great. Again, it's called Boulevards of Splendor, and you can pick it up wherever fine records are sold. And you know what's funny? I've been buying more music during this lockdown than I have in a long time. So, <laughs> well, I I think right now, you know, this is a download only situation. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of which yeah, I did. Well, well I'm, oh yay. <laughs> You're just the best, junk man. Yeah, somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play together one time soon. We just have to. We will. Absolutely. We've been talking about all kinds of different things for years now, too. We'll just have to make it happen once everybody's safe and sound, you know? Um, yes. Grab another, pick another track off of this. I know you got to go. I know you got lots of interviews and lots of press to do today. But, um, again, you always have a home here. 
uh, on uh, with me and anything Aww. I can do to help out, um, you just let me know. You got my number, and uh, we will we will pick and rock. We will give it all to the love. Well, I just crew. love that. So. You're a dear, darling friend, and you're just the best. Thank you, junk man. You got to pick a track, and we'll we'll uh, we'll give you the big outro on that. And I'll give you the big intro on this, and uh, we'll start it. Okay. This oh, how about you wreck me? You got it. Now, tell us about this particular number. Well, I wrote this song in about 20 minutes wow. because I just had a horrendous breakup with somebody. That bastard. Never, never, <laughs> never, never, never date anyone off of Facebook, okay? It's nah. such a, I mean, and trust me, I, I never quite recovered from this one. I was, I've been finished ever since this. <laughs> but uh, I wrote this song in about 20 minutes, and I called Matt, and I sang it to him, the first verse, the chorus, and then the second verse. And he says, I like it. Come on in. Let's finish it. And that song just fell together so fast. I mean, you know, when it's really happening in real time um, and the emotions are all there, that that song is the real deal. Well, let's give it a wreck. I'll give it a rock and give it a wreck as well. (laughs) (laughs) This one's You Wreck Me. Again, my thanks to uh, the lovely Cherie Curry for phoning in and letting us all know all about this record. Boulevards of Splendor is the name of this this particular record. And go out and get it. Again, it's available on download. Check out uh, blackheartrecords.com. You can check out your uh, websites. You know, you got chainsawchick.com. I know that. And, yeah, uh, and sharikurri.com, Shari too, now. That's C-U-R-R-I-E, just so you know. Correct, and, correct. Well, I know that, but I'm just making sure that the <laughs> public knows it, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dear, we will talk very soon. Hang on the line just for a moment. I'm going to play, uh, as you mentioned, uh, You Wreck Me from this brand new record to uh, just let you guys get a little taste of this. Go out and get it yourself. You'll love every track on this. It's definitely Junkman approved, so. Again, uh, hang on the line, and here we go. This is Cherie Curry, brand new from Boulevards of Splendor, and You Wreck Me.
Again, that was brand new from Cherie Curry from Boulevards of Splendor, the song You Wreck Me. My thanks to Cherie for calling in today. And again, you can pick up that record at wherever fine records and downloads are sold. I believe it's a digital release only, but again, it's called Boulevards of Splendor. It's on Blackheart Records. All right, check it out. I got some brand new music here from a cool band that's been resurrected. Um, the Dead Daisies lost a couple of members of the band. Um, singer John Karabi and uh, bassist Marco Mendoza left the band. But out of nowhere, the great Glenn Hughes, former bassist with Deep Purple, Trapeze, Black Country Communion, and others, the voice of rock and a great bass player in his own right, has joined uh, other members, Doug Aldrich, Dean Castronovo, and David Lowey. And they've come up with this killer, killer record. The first track of it, I'm going to play for you now. This is the first single. It's brand new from the Dead Daisies, and it's called Unspoken. Crank this up. It's Junk Band Radio. Brand new Dead Daisies.
Jericho patrol car cruising on the parking lots at the shopping malls. Scanning those dashes, those mirrors and visors, the little detectors that ruin it all. Johnny caught the one on an 86 T-Bird. Pull up slow, just as close as I can. Milliwatt seconds on maximum output. We'll dust that puppy with one small blast of my radar gun. Junkman Radio, rocking with the Bottle Rockets, and that is Radar Gun. That goes back a while. Oh, I don't know how many years, but the Bottle Rockets, man, that band was around for a long time. Still may be. I don't really know, but uh, cool, man, the Bottle Rockets and Radar Gun. Radar Gun. (laughs) All right, I started that set out. Brand new stuff from the Dead Daisies, and that sounds great. Man, Glenn Hughes has just completely brought that band to a new level. And uh, that's brand new from them. It's called uh, Unspoken. Played Tesla, Into the Now, the title track of their, well, when they first came back. That was their first comeback record. And what a record it was, man. Again, Into the Now from Tesla. Played new stuff from Black Swan. Of course, I had singer uh, Robin McCauley on the show just recently. Hope you got to listen to that interview. But their uh, their song, Big Disaster. Cool stuff. Man, I like that band. Very, very, very rockin' material. And great vocals. Just great songs, you know. Queens of the Stone Age. I played The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret. From Queens of the Stone Age. Plimsolls, going back to, ooh, early 80s. And Million Miles Away, you remember that from the song Valley Girl? Now apparently they get a new Valley Girl movie. I guess it's like a musical. But uh, nothing like the <laughs> the early 80s ode to the girls in the San Fernando Valley and the, the dude from Hollywood played by Nicolas Cage. And uh, Julie, I love you! <laughs> Great soundtrack, though. Cool record. And, uh, you know, there were some uh, interesting um, scenes in that movie here and there, including a topless look at uh, a couple of actresses that I have been a fan of for quite some wa- quite a while. Go check it out, Valley Girl. But, yeah, a million miles away from the Plimsolls. I love that band. They were awesome. Peter Case was the leader of that band. Saw him live a couple of times and just... Man, enjoyed them. Bottle Rockets again. Finish that set out with Radar Gun. It's me, Junk Band, Junk Band Radio. Enjoying and playing the rock and roll that I love so much. There's new and there's old. So much new stuff. So I've been kind of emphasizing on that lately. Just because there's just been a ton of music that I just enjoy so much. And I want to turn you guys on to as much as possible. This band, as you know, I'm all about. Had them on the show here uh, a couple months back. And they're just blowing up 
everywhere. They got some. They're back in L.A. during the quarantine, and they're recording. They were gonna or writing. I'm sure. They've uh, done a few things online, and they were planning on going to Australia before the whole quarantine hit. But uh, this is from their first EP. This is Dirty Honey. This is Heartbreaker, the name of the song, from Dirty Honey here on Junk Band Radio. Enjoy this. Bye. 
lose your ego But I've had you nailed down for so long I don't see your name on my tattoo Hope you understand It's been a long time coming It's for the best No offense, I'm in love with somebody Found someone who completes me I'm in love with somebody Oh yeah And it's not you I know who you think you are
Oh, yeah, baby. It's Junkman Radio. That, my friends, is brand new from Green Day. From their latest record, Father of All Motherfuckers. <laughs> that, that, that title just busts me up every time I hear it, man. Only Green Day could do that, you know? I'm thinking. They get away with anything. Band is so good. Rock and roll Hall of Fame members, Green Day, I might add. How about that? All right, for a Green Day... We did Cheryl Crow and Joe Walsh doing Still the Good Old Days, and that they are. The Empty Hearts, that's kind of an all-star band in a way. Um, got a lot of cool guys. Got Wally Palmer from the Romantics in that band. And uh, Elliot Easton from the Cars in that band, and a couple others. And Ringo Starr is featured on that particular song, and it's called Days Like These. That's right. Cool stuff from the Empty Hearts. I uh, played Def Leppard doing a classic from the Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. I always liked that one. That was from their uh, record where they did all the covers. And just <laughs> Probably my favorite version of that song, I think. you know, Unbelievable. Def Leppard. I went way back in the Hailstorm catalog, and their first single, I do believe, was called It's Not You. Maybe the first or second one they came out with. And I uh, I will never forget the video for that. I spoke with Lizzie Hale about that, too, when uh, they were dressed up, or she was dressed up as a, a roller derby chick. <laughs> Pretty badass. And she is, too, man. Lizzie is something else. She's, uh, she's one of my favorite artists ever. I got to say, ever. She's really, really got it going on, as do the rest of the guys in the band. Hailstorm. I started things out with uh, with Dirty Honey. If you listen to uh, Junk Band Radio, you know how much I love that band. And I'm uh, really looking forward to more new music from them once we get out of this coronavirus lockdown, as well as a lot of other bands, too. You know, there's uh, so much new music that's been coming out in the last month or two. It's been great. So if... Uh, you noticed by today's show, I played a whole bunch of new stuff. I'm going to continue on with that. Right now, we're going to salute our sponsors. Among our sponsors is a great website by the, na- by the name of VintageRock.com. VintageRock.com. Um, a quote-unquote classic rock website. You know, they just cover all bases of, of rock music, old and new, and with great articles and web reviews and giveaways and fun things like that. And I contribute quite a bit to them as well. But uh, VintageRock.com, we do uh, every week, or every show, I should say. I uh, salute VintageRock.com with what's known as a VintageRock.com six-pack. Six songs of a particular artist or a genre of my choose. And uh, today I choose Joe Satriani. I was thinking about Joe. He's got a new record out called Shape Shifting, and it's awesome. It uh, shows off you know, some of his versatility, and, of course, he's just an amazing guitar player. And this first track is from that particular record, and it's called 1980, just letting his fingers fly across that fretboard. Incredible, Joe Satriani. So we're going to do a VintageRock.com six-pack featuring Joe. So kick back, crank up the volume, And let's get into 1980 
and beyond. That's the name of this song, by the way, not the actual decade, but, uh, you know, check it out. Brand new Joe Satriani and a vintage rock six-pack dedicated to Joe. Here we go. Crank it. It's Junkman Radio.
Junkman Radio, wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack from the great Joe Satriani. Guitar player, unbelievable. I'm telling you, that guy does things with a guitar I've never seen before, or heard, for that matter. Um, man, tell you what, get a chance to see him. Hopefully, we'll all get to very soon. He's got a new record out. And I started that Vintage Rock six-pack up with a track from that particular record. That's right. Shapeshifting is the name of the new record. And the first track I played off that six-pack right there was 1980. It was called 1980. I guess Joe felt that uh, that had a kind of an 80s sound to it and decided to uh, call it that, which is cool. Going back to the 1980s with his uh, second solo record, there was another one that was kind of maybe before it, perhaps, but... uh, the most popular one, when uh, he first came out on the scene, people were just like, wow. It was the Surfing with the Alien record, I believe around 1986. And uh, I played a track off of that called Ice Nine. Still one of my favorite Joe Satriani tracks ever. Just got that awesome groove to it. And he plays it a lot live. Great song from uh, 2014 Is There Love in Space album. A song, a very controversial song. It's called If I Could Fly. He came out with that in 2004, wrote it before that. And then a couple years later, there was a band called Coldplay who came out with a song that was the exact same melody and breaks and everything. And they called it Viva La Vida and they put vocals on it. And, you know, it. I think it was actually, it won a Grammy or came close to winning a Grammy Award or something. It was a very popular song. But Joe sued him. Because it's basically, they stole that song note for note from Joe Satriani. That's the bottom line. But a cool song, If I Could Fly. Just awesome. You could just hear that as a soundtrack for something. You know, it's just so well done. I played Head Rush from uh, 2018's What Happens Next release from Joe. That is very, very, very Van Halen-esque. 
I always thought. Just got that early Van Halen just jump to it. I played uh, the title track for 2015's Shockwave Supernova after that. Nice little guitar workout right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. And uh, I also played Lifestyle, which wrapped up that six-pack right there. And Joe actually singing and playing guitar on that one. That came from uh, also Is There Love in Space record. That's right. Cool stuff, huh? Again, wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Maybe even more. You never know. I'm going to try to get Joe on the show here coming up pretty soon to talk about his new record, Shape Shifting. If uh, you are very unfamiliar or if that is your first listening to Joe Satriani, well, I tried to space out as much of it, his career as possible in six songs, which I think is basically impossible to do. But, you know, hey, give it a shot. Props to Joe. Always cool to me. I love him. Just such a good guy. And you know what I found out, too? He actually grew up in the same town I did. How about that? Mm, unbelievable. Anyway, my uh, hats off to VintageRock.com six-pack again for supplying us a lot of our music here at Junk Band Radio. Go check them out, VintageRock.com, and see what they got. Something uh, coming up your sleeve, I'm sure. Something that you will like. Great articles, reviews on records, giveaways occasionally. And just things with the vintage rock lifestyle. All right. And that lifestyle is not killing you. <laughs> Excuse the pun. All right. I'm Junk Man, giving you some Junk Man Radio, showing you how my lifestyle goes music-wise. I love new music, and there's been a ton of it coming out. And great stuff, too, I might add. You know, all of a sudden, bam, we had a new Rolling Stones record they started the show with today. That came out yesterday. Um, a new X album came out. I will have that for you, too. Uh, this one came out of the blue as well, which is awesome. It's my one of my favorite bands ever was Jellyfish. Put out a couple of records that were just amazing, and everybody that loves Je- Jellyfish says they're in their top ten favorite records of all time. Well, three of the members from Jellyfish have reunited. Keyboardist Roger Joseph Manning Jr., uh, guitar player Eric Dover, and bassist Tim Smith. And they've formed a brand new quartet called the Licorice Quartet. And they got a EP that's coming out entitled Threesome Volume 1. Here's a track off it. Brand new from the Licorice Quartet. This one is called Fadoodle. Crank it up. It's Junk Band Radio.
nicely. I scrubbed your boudoir, now fit for a queen. I took the car in, paid the mechanic for doodle with me. Come on and let me have it.
your back porch, baby, come into the door, I'm giving you what you want, little lady, can't take any more, hey, if it's love that you want from me, no way, I'm just a boy with a melody, and I'd like to stay, but I gotta be on my way. Yabba dabba doo, junk man with you on Junk Man Radio. Started that set out with Licorice Quartet, brand new band featuring members of uh, Jellyfish. That was called Fadoodle. Very 70s sound, isn't it? Just sounds so much fun. Can't wait to hear the rest of it. They got a uh, EP out and more to come. So go check them out, the Licorice Quartet. Stone Temple Pilots followed that with Hickory Dichotomy. And that was uh, one of the last albums that, that Scott Weiland did with the band as their singer. I played the Tories, great L.A. band, great sound on them, and uh, a song called All Right Tonight. I played the Knack and Baby Talks Dirty. <laughs> that she does occasionally. And I ended that set, and the show actually will be ending with Billy Boy on Poison, the name of the band. And I'm on my way, and I am on my way home and out of here. But I want to have you guys stay safe. Thanks a lot for listening to Junk Band Radio today. My thanks to my special guest, the lovely Cherie Curry, for calling in and talking about her brand-new record, um, Boulevards of Splendor. Go out and get it. It's a good one. And, uh, again, me, Junk Band, out of here for today. But I'll see you next time. Auf Wiedersehen to you. Yeah, and you, and you, and you, and you. It's Junkman Radio. See you later.
Junk. 